Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill, Making Motivation Podcast. <clears throat> Real quick on my way home here. It's a beautiful day. Last night, I friggin' Tuesday night, right? I took off, went down to see the Rolling Friggin' Stones at um, in Philadelphia. Wells Fargo. Was it Wells Fargo or wherever the fuck it was? It was awesome. Okay, went down with four friends, my buddy Mike, my friend Jill and Dan, my new buddy Dan, <coughs> brought some food, brought some beverages, sat in a, in a preferred parking location, got some awesome tickets from a great friend of mine, been very generous, I can never repay him for all he's done in terms of entertainment and experiences, I have never even met the guy, freaking tremendous guy, but uh, the long story... Maybe someday we'll tell it. But uh, we go down to the Rolling Stones. A beautiful, well, it was a little bit overcast, a little bit of a, a spritzy night. Had some rain squalls come out even in the middle of the show. But the Rolling Stones did not disappoint. Mick says he's been, they've been playing in Philadelphia for 54 years. This is their 54th fucking year in Philadelphia. You know, it's extremely humbling. Talking about a fruitful career, a uh, successful career. Does it get more successful than that? I mean, these guys have been the toast of the town, dating back to the time of friggin' Elvis. Uh, they're they're just phenomenal. So um, it was a very special night. They played pretty much every Stone song that you can imagine and more. It was the best show that I've ever been to in my life. And I've seen some good shows and the people who were with me had been to many shows from back in the 70s time frame, right? So this was just unbelievable. And that these guys, they don't... I'm sure, I know that they are showmen, like it's their job to make us feel a certain way. And I've kinda, I'm kind of in that business myself, in the entertainer business, as a doctor and as a Dr. Drill at that role that I played for 15 years, motivational, uh, facilitatory role, making people feel a certain way. Not quite friggin' Mick Jagger, but I know how challenging it can be when you're not feeling it to go out there and sing, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find you get what you need. You know, like the same old songs. Please don't make me play Sympathy for the Devil again. I know human nature. Like, I've seen it enough times that I know that these guys probably, they have their their songs they like to play, and uh, it looks magical to us. And they've got other songs that they would rather frickin' eat their own butt than play. Right? So it's pretty incredible that they're up there and they're fooling everybody. If they're faking it, they're fooling thousands of people. I've never seen, I mean, a a crowd so unified by music. Short hairs in the back of my friggin' head, neck, and my anus all stood stood up on end. It was tremendous. 
these people are icons, man. They're human beings. They look like freaking skeletons up there. They look like corpses, like a like a live after dead after death band that just keeps on playing, keeps on rolling, keeps on making people happy, making music. These little verses that just and the and the beats and the riffs and the showmanship unbelievable absolutely stunning over the moon and I'll tell you yeah I, I figure I can stomach about a couple hours maybe of um, tailgating I'm not a big tailgater uh, I don't know what tells wrong with me in my old age I kind of I don't I'm not one to shoot the shit but I sat there and I had some beers and I had some tomato pie and some hummus and some chips and I took in all these people I bought a $20 t-shirt from a guy who had it stuffed down his pants I did the whole concert thing and I, as we walked in I was like oh my god this is overwhelming like you could feel the crowd and the excitement it made you excited it made me a little bit like overexcited maybe anxious like fuck man we got three hours of this it's starting to rain I gotta, get, I gotta work a full day tomorrow and that's where I'm coming home from right now. I mean, I was there. I was asleep at 1.30, in the house at 1, in sleep by 1.30, and up by 7.30. So that's not my preferred um, duration of sleeping, you know? But was it worth it? Hell yeah. When these guys started playing, it was fucking unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. 76-year-old man. He's not complaining, at least to us. <laughs> you don't hear about Mick Jagger talking about his freaking back. I just had a heart procedure a couple months ago. And now he's out on a stage running around. He can't weigh 100 pounds. He looks skeletal. Fucking, he's, he's got his skin hanging off his face. He's still got this hair, that kind of shaggy... I don't know what kind of haircut. It was the same haircut he had since the freaking 80s. Kind of a shaggy dude. I'm sure it all requires some maintenance and some care and pushing these guys out there when they least feel like it. I'm sure it's tough. But these guys are senior fucking citizens, man. They're almost octogenarians and they're out there animated, playing, standing on their feet for three hours. They must be blood doping or something. They must be... I was thinking while I'm watching this, I'm like, man... There must be, like, the scientific community must rally around the cause of rock, aged rock and roll musicians because these guys were, like, puppets, like, like, um, marionettes. And, you know, Keith Richards is up there. He's got kind of like a long hair on the side and fucking bald up to the crown of his head. He looks like hell. I mean, he, I know he has for a long time, but he looks just old and run down, he, but I tell you what, his, his songs, his, his playing, his enthusiasm, it wasn't lacking, these guys are just absolutely on, and they made me feel that way, they made me feel alive, they made me feel ashamed of times where I feel like, I mean, yeah, even Dr. Drill, when, with my motivation and all that shit, they made me feel like, oh my God, 
I should never complain about anything. These guys are up there looking like they're just loving life. And I, per, I can perform. Sometimes, even when I'm not feeling it, I'll push through. You know? But, um... These guys are skin and bones. And they just keep on rolling. I thought about that one. When they came up with the, uh, the name, the Rolling Stones, and that trademark, you know, hot lips, the tongue sticking out. It's like, it's like they sold their soul to the devil or something to become this good. It, it makes that almost sound credible, that notion. Robert Johnson went down to the crossroads or whatever, musician. I'm gonna, I want to be the best guitarist alive. I want to be like like Elvis, a musician like, you know, James Brown or whoever you think is the best. The Rolling Stones are the fucking best, man. They're still standing. Tom Petty, dead. Prince, dead. Michael Jackson, dead. Rolling Stones, it's like a caricature, man. Literally. I can see Mick Jagger on Phil Collins' video where he had like the claymation or animated uh, faces from um, This is the world we live in. Remember that in the 80s when he came out with that song? He had Ronald Reagan on there and Mick Jagger with his big face, big lips, and caricature teeth. Mix up there between. I, mean, I saw him. He's got a clear throat, just like the rest of it. It's almost like they're not fucking human beings, man. He's singing painted black. I see him between, you know, gasps of air and 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 his classic lyrics. He's coughing, stick his tongue out, and he's back right on a microphone. This guy's done this shit so many times. He's so good that on his worst day, he could probably make us believe and feel like the music. He's like the, they're like the Pied Piper. Music is like that, man. I don't, whatever your genre, it speaks to you, you know? And there's a scene there. There's all these kind of baby boomer types and people that have been going, oh, we saw him last week in, uh, in Baltimore and now we're going to see him. We're here and this is, you know, they're talking about following the Rolling Stones around because they feel themselves getting old and gray and they're looking at these guys and that's inspiring, man. Um, I still haven't processed it fully. I have still had yet to thank my friend who got me these tickets and adequately reminisce and recount the phenomenal memories. But I got to tell you, It was extremely special, and it was a bucket list item to see that and experience that. And we got to find a way to replace these guys because this is a, a precious quantity, a something special that that human element, that that showmanship, that that love, that passion that comes through song. Uh, they're going to be playing a Rolling Stones music when these guys finally kick the bucket. They're going to be playing them forever because they're the best. 
They are the fucking best. And they're still here. And people will say, oh, well, this has got to be the last time they're going to come around, right? And maybe it is. Maybe this is their last tour. But how many years? I bet you people have been saying that 30 years ago. So, an awesome concert. A wonderful experience. I, I encourage you to go on YouTube and look up Rolling Stones and, and th- through their catalog of songs and and the, the band. And I'm, I'm even going to get uh, Keith Richards' book called uh, My Life. I hear it's good. So I'm going to see if I can pick that up on Audible. But I can say that I'm glad I went and I'm glad I was able to make it through my day today and some of their that experience that I had with <clears throat> Mick and the crew it definitely provided me some fuel and some motivation to make it through a long hard day helping people, inspiring people making them feel good and so I'm glad I did it definitely check out a concert this summer if you have the opportunity you're so fortunate to get out there and, and uh, let the music back into your life I've said this before, there are times where I feel like I've got so much on my mind, so many things going, that uh, I I feel like I have so many things on my mind that when I'm driving to the office or wherever... I don't put the radio on. It's like I'm not able to enjoy that luxury, that leisure, that experience and really take in. I feel that way anyway. It's just, I don't know why it is. I just wind up not playing the radio, not turning on my favorite song. But because I'm, I'm thinking about things, I'm even subconsciously, I'm thinking about the orders of business for the day, the tasks at hand, how to hold it all together, you know? Because there's, right, there are countless things that we do that, that we, obligations and, and things we, we, we yearn to do and things that we, we freaking, that's the last thing we want to do. But we got to hold it all together, right? And almost, I'm, on some level, I feel like, again, subconsciously, like I can't afford to put on that radio. I can't I can't afford to flip through the stations and and find something that some sort of background track. But I think that it's I should. It's it's at those times in particular when you feel frazzled. You know, on a Monday, a rainy Monday or a stressful week to turn on the Rolling Stones and listen to those lyrics and feel the beat and allow it to carry you along. So, outstanding experience. Get out there, see a concert, you dopes. Love you all. Have a great week.